Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Foxworthy Podcast. It is week number four of Survivor. Ty and I talked all about it. We got the new heroes and the new healers and the new hustlers or whatever their tribe's names are. There was a swap this week and a big twist vote and everything. So check it out. We talk all about it, and we will keep coming at you. We're working on lining up some special guests in the near future. For now, stay tuned. We got big changes coming at the Foxworthy Podcast. Here we go. Episode 4 of Survivor 35. Hello and welcome to the Foxworthy Podcast, episode 4 of Survivor, season 35, Heroes vs. Healers vs. Hustlers. We are back to break down the latest and greatest and worst and lamest of Survivor season 35. We got it all coming up this week with the new tribes, the tribe swap. Let's get the spoiler warning out of the way. It starts now, and by it, I mean spoilers. So let's get into it. I'm Taylor Gaines, if I forgot to say that, because I usually do. And I'm here with my friend, my confidant. For some reason, he actually likes having snakes around. It's Tyler B. Commons. Why you gotta hate on snakes, man? I had a pet snake named Dave when I was young, and he lived in my house, and he was like, you know the coral snake, the red touch yellow kill a fellow, red touch black, friend of Jack? I had the one of Who's the. Jack? I don't know, but he was my friend, so I called myself Jack and uh, and took care of that. So I don't think snakes are as bad as Devin thinks they are, but you we'll know, get into that. You know, you know this. I had a friend who had a snake, or a roommate, even I should say. That is true. I slept. I slept ten feet from a snake for like a whole year. What kind of snake so, was that? It was like a giant python, wasn't it? I don't know. All I know is that we were at a community event where it was like one of those Christmas white elephant giveaway type things and someone was giving away a hamster and my roommate whose name is Brick uh like Brick but with an E you know thanks for clarifying he was like he was like oh well I want that hamster so I can feed it to my snake and everyone freaked out and got angry and didn't let him have the hamster yeah people just don't understand it's it's nature parents just don't understand you just don't understand me dad that's okay. Let's get into it. We've You know who I don't understand? Cole? Uh no. Or Joe. Or Joe. Cole and Joe. They both have interesting strategy, but for two completely different reasons. Those will probably be two names that we talk about a lot in this one, but first we have a different name. And his name is Alan Ball. Former uh what do you call it? Journeyman NFL player. Mm-hmm. He went home week four. Fourth player voted out of the game after the tribe swap. What was your reaction? Is this my tweet reaction or my reaction? I mean, both, either. Okay, I'm going to go with my reaction. My reaction is I think he made a big splash in episode one, laid low for the next six or seven days, and then left a little bit too soon. I think he was a fun character. I hope I hope this isn't the last time we've seen him, but who knows, it might be. We'll talk about that. It's definitely not your tweet length reaction either because it's way too long. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I started to like him more actually as we got 
further into the season. And then as soon as I started to like him and his gameplay a little bit, he was gone. But yeah, give me your tweet length reaction. My tweet length reaction is this. Just when we thought power couples couldn't get stronger. Hashtag Chrissy and Ryan forever. Mm. God, the music they played. Well, we'll talk about that. Um, yeah, my reaction, tweet length, I guess, to episode four, I don't like having snakes around. I would say was, you know what? Last week you questioned whether I got under 140 characters, so let's just say this. Let the game happen. Let the game speak for itself? Why? Why? Yeah, I need clarification for yours. Mine is, I guess I could have fit in a few more characters and said... Dear producers, let the game happen. Oh. The you, twists and things are driving me crazy right now. The twists like, and the edits and like not showing all the information you need and who's working with who. and I tweeted a lot of negative things about this episode. I'll say I was bothered by them going to three tribes still. I think it would have been more interesting strategically if they had cut it down to two. And the Jessica thing really bothered me as far as just trying to influence a vote for no reason other than just to screw with everyone. And I guess, fortunately, that didn't end up having much of an impact. And I'm also still really bothered by the lack of characterization of almost everyone on the season. We'll talk about all that. All right. Yeah, those are some pretty strong thoughts. I like them. I'm not uh, 100% against them, but uh, I don't think... I kind of I got hyped about this season. I don't know why, but I'm just super hyped on this season right now. So that's interesting that we can both go the opposite direction. Um, I've been kind of been... down on it. I do think this was probably the best individual episode, but we'll get into it. Yeah, we'll Before get there. Before we do, little update: Ty is losing still. Yeah, he lost another team member. <laughs> yeah, Alan was the ninth overall pick of the draft, and Ty's fifth pick. And he's gone. So Ty is now down to six people. Desi, Ashley, Ryan, Allie, Rourke, and Lauren. Yeah. I don't my eternal optimism is starting to turn to doubt. I don't I don't know if a six on nine is the fairest game. It's like playing baseball with no outfield. Oh my gosh, I just made a baseball reference. Everyone should be so <laughs> proud of me. I'm proud of you. It was a bummer, though, as far as Alan was the ninth overall pick. I was really hoping it was going to be either Devin or Mike so we could keep up our streak of really low-ranked people. But alas, I'm still in good shape, as I obviously said. (laughs) I have eight people. I have Jessica, Cole, Mike, Ben, Chrissy, JP, and Joe. So we had a little face-off between our players here, and one of them came out on top. That does not mean I like him more than the other, but whatever. So let's get into our power rankings. We're going to do it a little different this week. Typically, we'll rank the top three people overall, but since they switched everything up to three new tribes, what I want to do is rank the top three tribes. I mean, well, not top three. I guess the three tribes. Unless you know of a fourth one that we could rank. Ponderosa. Um, Oh, okay. Ponderosa is Alan, Patrick, Katrina, and Simone. Yep, they're still my number four, so they didn't crack the top three. (laughs) And coming in at number five, the Survivor production team. Okay, my number one is the new Hustlers. And I don't feel like learning their names, so I'll just say the Red Tribe. Yawa. So I'm calling them the new Hustlers, which is made up of Jessica, Mike, and Cole, former healers, Lauren, former hustler, and Ben, former hero. 
Why do you think they're number one? Because that's, I mean, interestingly, I don't have them as my number one. So what made you think that the Yawa tribe is numero uno? The healers were the strongest tribe before. The hustlers have the most healers. They won the reward challenge and they won the immunity challenge. So that's why. Okay, that's not bad. Sounds, sounds logic. I like it. For my number one, I went with the Soko tribe, which for you who refuse to acknowledge them by name, that's the new yellow tribe or the healers. Because I just feel like overall they have four of the strongest players, uh, strategically speaking, and then walking muscle who will probably just listen to people. Um, because they got Ryan, Ali, Chrissy, Rourke, and JP. So I think Ryan, Ali, Chrissy, and Rourke are all intelligent and move makers, and they can shift the way this game is played. And then they got JP to anchor them on any physical challenge and keep bringing fish up out of the ocean looking hot. I think that tribe mm. is sitting number one for me. That's an interesting way to look at it. They do have a strong team of individuals. It could make for interesting tribal if they uh, have to face off. I had them number two, so I'm mostly with you. Okay, yeah. For my number two, I also had uh, Yawa, the red team. So one and two, we just did a little flip-flop, and I think you made strong points um, that I don't need to reiterate. They won their challenges, and they got the job done. So, yeah, it's a good call. So we agree, then. The new heroes, I guess recency bias disadvantage of having just lost but yeah the new blue team with desi joe devin alan and ashley was not good and seems very divided (laughs) yeah they don't it was it was interesting how they had the two two split with devin sitting in the middle um because obviously that means they're just buying to get devin on their side it's interesting how the game used to be like if you were the one in that situation you'd feel like you were screwed but now it's like you're the swing boat. You are in the best position. Yeah, it's so much like a, a numbers in a strategy game. Not like, I don't think there's as much emphasis on winning challenges. I don't, I don't know. The game's definitely evolved, and you're right. That is a very powerful position to be by yourself, at least for a little bit. You know what else is a powerful position to be in? Um, no, tell me. If you're Sunday Burquest on the Foxworthy podcast... She's the power, the anchor, holding this together. It's time for our favorite segment. And I haven't even listened to this one yet, so this will be the first time for all of us. It's our Sunday Survivor second week number four. Hi guys, this is Sunday, Millennials vs. Gen X with this week's Hot Take. Good? I'm going to just not say anything until you play the whole clip. Fine, I'll wait. Don't worry, he can edit this silence out. Oh, I won't. Fine, even Ty's sick of me now. Hi guys, this is Sunday, Millennials vs. Gen X with this week's Hot Take and Survivor, Heroes, Hustlers, and Healers. See, I can't still say it right. Um, Okay, let's start with the swap. Always exciting the swap episode. I remember exactly how I felt opening my buff and immediately turning on to see what color Brett's buff was. And I could see the disappointment in Chrissy's face when Ben ended up on another tribe. But honestly, I don't see Ben in the line of fire at all. 
he's strong and they're going to need him. I don't see Chrissy having a problem either. She's got Allie over there, Rourke. I think she's in good shape. I laughed so hard watching the new Yellow Tribe, and I'm sorry, I don't know their name, but JP trying to pull that sled with Ryan and Rourke. <laughs> they were giving it their all, but poor JP had to do most of the work. That was funny. So then you get over to the new beat, and Jessica finds the advantage, which, of course, she's excited about. She played that perfectly. I, she quickly said, I got to help the healers, and gave it to Devin. And smart play on her part. And then we go over to the tribe that lost, and we have Joe. Oh, he's a sneaky one. They got to get rid of him as quick as possible. But that whole blow up, up, he planned it that way. He knew exactly what he was doing. The others just took the bait. And, wow, did he luck out by having Devin get that advantage, which was not an advantage. One of my favorite lines of the entire episode (laughs) was Devin sitting there and saying, this is not an advantage. (laughs) And you know that their mouths just dropped to the floor. Jumping around here a little bit, but... That was hilarious. And, you know, back to the healers sticking together. When you are winning a lot, it causes you to have loyalty towards that tribe. So I can see um, the healers wanting to stick together. But one concern I have is I feel like they're not keeping Dr. Mike in the loop, and that could end up being a problem for them. And then, of course, there's Cole. Oh, cutie, cutie, cutie Cole. I think Cole's going to go home way before Jessica. She was right to be pissed. I don't blame her. Um, But, boy, if he keeps opening his mouth, he's going to be gone. And the next secret he hears will be his blind side. That's my take for this week. Until next week, have an awesome week. Yeah, so Cole. We'll talk about Cole. But let's get into tribal first. I want to talk about the advantage out of the gate. As Sunday mentioned, the best well, I mean, it's not scripted, but the best line reading of the whole episode was, Devin, that is not an advantage. Yeah, so, apparently you hated this, so I'm, I'm interested to hear your take and why. Well, before we talk about the concept, just tell me, do you think Jessica made a good move giving it to Devin? Okay, so I was a little confused, because when she read it on her beach, they made it sound like giving it to someone let that person make the decision of who couldn't vote. You know what I'm saying? That's the way I heard it. If she understood exactly what was going to happen, I think that made it... Yes, I think giving it to Devin was a good idea because she probably saw him as a swing vote. And if you take him out and you know that the two healers have the idol, that they're probably going to come out on top in a 2-2 draw so i think that's a way to keep their tribe strong see i felt like she should have given it to one of the heroes that way she would guarantee that the numbers would be two one one well i mean not guarantee but i guess the issue is that she didn't well no she did actually she knew about joe's idol but that's what kind of screws everything up as far as who to give it to i don't know i it's you could go either way i mean she didn't make a bad move and it worked out for the original healers tribe in the end anyway but the twist i didn't like it in the sense that it could have screwed up 
a tribal council just because the producers wanted to screw up a tribal council for no reason. And I know they talk about survivor gods all the time, but like, it's not, you're not the gods. You can't make yourself gods. That's not interesting to me. I, I want you to let the game happen and just let the strategy happen and work with that. Don't try to influence it just so you can pull an oh wow moment out of thin air for no reason. But I think I think the flip side of that is if they didn't have something unforeseen happen in that tribal, then it's like, okay, here's a 3-2 vote. Everyone saw it coming. We can't make this fun i don't i mean i don't i don't know i'm also and i think we say this a lot i'm also not a fan of a lot of interference from the producers like just let the game happen but i i don't know for some reason this season has me being okay with a lot of the decisions they've made um as a production team and as a as a like game the game makers to borrow something from a i don't know jennifer lawrence early role whatever that movie was called don't know what movie you're talking about. To Kill a Mockingbird, I think. That's a book. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> Either way, it didn't matter because Joe, in theory, they would have all voted for Joe and he played his idol and saved himself anyway. Right. So yeah, Alan got voted out by a score of two to two, thanks to that. And from all indications in the postgame, Alan has said that it had to be, it was a showdown between those two and it had to be one of them because they just didn't like each other. He called him annoying and said that he thought Joe was intimidated by him and blah, blah, blah. It was a pretty entertaining moment at the end when Joe decided to play the idol, turned around, looked back and tried to figure out who to play it on. And apparently he read something on Ashley's face that said, hey, I should play it on myself and... Bro, I don't buy that for a second. I think he's just selfish. I think you're probably right. The reason I mention it is because Jeff, in his interview this week with The Hollywood Reporter, said that Ashley gave a slight reaction that was sort of a giveaway. And I don't know what that means. Alan also claims that Ashley had a bad poker face. But I watched it again, and I tried to get a hint. It's hard to tell really either way and i think you're probably right joe's too selfish to not play it on himself but he made the right move yeah which was terrifying for me because we finally got to see my first overall pick desi this episode but it was never in like a favorable moment i felt like this episode was setting it up to like oh shoot this girl's about to go home we have to make sure you know who she is so they let her have you know some lines and some uh, strategy talk and a little bit of stuff going down and she cornered joe and basically said hey you gotta trust me give me the idol like that's the only way i'm gonna trust you after you're talking crap with your rival at our camp you know Um, one of two sad moments this episode where the camera cuts to desi and she's like joe just blew up our game he just blew up my game and she was like on the verge of tears Oh yeah, for sure. I to- I 100% thought either she was crying or she had cried or like it was super evident because she just she felt hopeless and helpless and I felt for her being my number 1 pick and I think, you know, I hope she gets to stick around. Obviously they're in the numbers advantage right now unless Devin was going to go that way, which I think he was going to go that way. Anyways, I don't, I don't think he trusts Joe. I don't think he would have gone with them. 
Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. I meant he was with Alan and Ashley. Is what I oh, meant. Oh yeah. I probably didn't yeah. say it well because you know words and me. But uh, what are words? Yeah, it, Joe seemed like he was trying to put the target on himself in some way, and that's. I think he wanted to do that because he wanted to let himself play the idol. And I think his goal was to inflame everyone and get them to vote for him, right? Yeah, and I mean, there's something to be said for that strategy. I don't, I can't think of a time in the past where that strategy has been used. I think we talked about when I kept trying to talk about how Ty might be a mastermind, even though I don't think he really was one, Ty Trang, <laughs> about how he was doing stuff like that. But I don't think he thought through it. Maybe Joe's the first one to successfully pull that off. I'm not really sure, but. It worked out in his favor, so the Survivor Gods, ever-famous Survivor Gods, were on his side this week. A lot of things kind of teased throughout the episode to uh, hint that this was not going to go well for these guys. Like After they switched up tribes, there was a face-to-face interview with Desi where she was like, wow, our tribe is amazing. We have like the strongest tribe out of all three of these. <laughs> and they immediately were terrible in the first challenge, and Jeff even had a line where he was like, is this what it's going to be like now for this Levu tribe or whatever? Like, are they going to always be terrible? Mm-hmm. And sure enough, and yeah, Alan even mentioned in an interview that he wasn't the only one who threw that rope, even though they edited it to make it look like it was just him throwing it over and over. Oh, really? So that's like an interesting subtle thing that they do to like say, hey, look, this guy's on the chopping block, <laughs> even though that wasn't really an issue. Yeah, and I I do remember reading some of his interview about saying he wished the edit was different. But I think from the conversations Doesn't we've had, everyone. everyone wants their edit to be different. You know, <laughs> yeah. everyone must they win. You squeeze it, and we talk about this. You're squeezing like forty eight to seventy two hours into what forty two minutes 42 or something. Minutes. So yeah. you can't you can't show everything. So they have to figure out what story is going to be compelling, and they have to present it that way from the hours and hours and days of footage they gather like what can you ask for that's true uh, they do a they do a professional job you know <laughs> and alan and ashley it was funny seeing them get stuck on the same tribe being the only two heroes that really didn't like each other but they learned to work together i was actually impressed with alan as this went on i thought he knew what he was doing and did a good job of trying to sway Devin to their side Plus, Joe did a terrible job. Like, that lie to Devin was so unnecessary. Like, the heroes are voting for you. They said it to me. Like, why even do that? It's not even a good lie. No, I think he's not the best strategist, but he's really cocky and thinks he's great at it, which is funny See, and interesting to watch. My impression is that he's smart and good at the game, but he's letting his confidence get in the way of that, if that makes sense. Okay, you think he's too good to the point that he's arrogant and doesn't think anything can go wrong. No, no, I don't think he's too good. I just think he is good, but he thinks he's better than he is. He feels safe. We talk about when you feel safe, that's when you're not safe. You think it's one of those situations? He's, he seems like a super New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> Although he's from Connecticut, so maybe he's originally from New York. I don't know. Yeah. But nonetheless, Alan goes home, fourth guy out. But poor Devin, three tribal councils in four weeks, didn't even get to vote in this one. But he's hanging in there. I, I've been more impressed by him as the weeks have gone on, too. But yeah, so the second original hero is gone. Two original hustlers are gone. All the healers are still around, so 644. And for the record, question to Alan after the game. 
do you and Joe stay in contact? Quote, no, not at all. <laughs> That's not surprising. I mean, when you have two big personalities out on the island, like, they don't mesh. And you can't, you can't tell too many stories in one place. I don't know. I just feel like when you get people out there that want to be the center of attention, and if you have people jockeying for that position, like, chaos is going to ensue, and there's going to be a trail of destruction behind them. Let's get to the other two tribes. The New Hustlers, the Yellow Tribe, whatever they're called. Soko. Soko. They are made up of Hustler Lauren, Hero Ben, and Healers Mike, Jessica, and Cole. Hold up. Isn't Here's that, what that's I wrote. The, that's the red team, just to clarify. That's the red team. Here's what I wrote down in my notes. Quote, Cole is doing real bad. <laughs> I can't disagree. I don't think Cole has an ounce of strategy in his body. He tried to play it off today like he did, but he his just... His explanation sounded like a 10-year-old explanation. I think this is the point the game's at. You can't be a nice guy through and through and win this game anymore. Like, it can't happen. Someone like, it would... honestly sounded like, oh, you hear someone say something in class. It's like, you're in, like, first grade, and your friend is like oh, so-and-so cheated on the test. And then you tell the teacher, you're like, I heard so-and-so cheated on the test. And the teacher's like, wow, thanks for telling the truth. And then later you're at home and you hear your dad say like on the phone, oh, I played the lottery again today, even though my wife doesn't want me to. And then you say to your mom, dad said he played the lottery again today. It's like, you thought that telling the truth worked before, so you do it again, and it does, it's, it hurts you the second time. That might be a terrible example, because I just made it up. But, like, he was his explanation was literally, I told Jessica something, and she hugged me, and kissed me, and trusted me. So I'm going to try that again. And he just told everyone about Jessica's advantage. Yeah, I, I want to... I feel so... I, I already made my point. I think the nice guys just, they're not going to survive out there because when, as soon as he tried to use strategy, he used it, it wasn't his to use. And Jessica made that point. Like in a terrible, terrible moment, she had that confessional where she was like, it hurt to watch that. She was like, why do I always get in these relationships where people just hurt me and take advantage of these things and these knowledge and And she said when i get hurt i wonder was it me was it my fault yeah burned me bad everything in me crashed it was sad it was she was crying i was almost crying i was sitting here and i was like oh my gosh i will love you forever this season when the season's over i'll probably forget you but i'll love you for the next 36 days or whatever have you lived a moment like that before where they were out on the water and she was like, someone told them. And you could just see Cole sitting there in the silence, like knowing he had to say something. And he was like, ah, <laughs> uh, I mentioned it to Ben. Well, no, I thought it was crazy that he straight up lied to her first. You know, he was like, like to keep the little kid metaphor going on. He was like, oh, if I just tell a little lie, like maybe, maybe mom won't be mad. And then he's like. <laughs> Yeah, well, I didn't, and Dr. Mike is out there, pissed at the world for some reason. We got a nice snapshot of Dr. Mike. Um, I will say props to him, though, for keeping a straight face when Lauren was telling him 
because he could have blown that, but he kept it together. Yeah, but uh, Cole just straight up lied to her, and then he's like, "Well, I can retract this little lie, and maybe she'll maybe she'll still love me. Maybe mom will be happy with me." Yeah, I'm starting to think their relationship might have been purely based on physical attraction. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. She'll she'll <laughs> figure it out. I think she needs to vote him out. Actually, I think that would be a good move for her because she's clearly he's clearly hurting her game at this point. Oh, I totally agree. Or at least just distance yourself emotionally. I don't know. Turn off her emotions and go cold-hearted. The only other storyline that came up this episode was uh, the Super Idol thing that we've alluded to in previous weeks where we kept saying Chrissy and Ryan are obviously going to come together at some point. I didn't expect it to be this soon, but they had to come together because he played that idol for her in the first episode that she could have used after the vote to save anyone. And they talked about it in subsequent episodes and here they finally united in the most adorable moment of the entire season which is totally based on a complete lie because she they both knew they were lying right <laughs> they had to because he gave her the idol to mess up a vote because she was the one puking at the end of a challenge you know like but also like he was just like oh i saw something i liked in you when in reality he was like he probably saw you looked like the weakest person But he couldn't say that to her. And then she had to be like, oh, that's so sweet. Instead of like, oh, thanks for pitying me. So uh, I hope that their relationship can work because I think they are two really good players and they'd be a good duo. But I don't know. We'll see what happens with them. I did love the music choice during their conversation. It made me feel like I was watching a romantic comedy. Was that like the slow piano song and they were like walking through the woods to get water or whatever? (laughs) It was. There was a. There's a lot of emotion in this episode, and those are probably my two top players still, just overall, as far as who I feel like has been the most impressive so far. Yep, I'm in the same boat. I had, when I was putting my top three before we went th- for the tribes, I had Ryan one, Chrissy two, but really interchangeable. So yeah, those two definitely have the strategy side going. They definitely have the relational side going. Um, maybe not the challenge side, but in Modern Survivor, I don't think challenges matter as much. Do you find challenges very easy to tune out because they're just so boring? I think the challenges this season are missing a certain... They're missing a certain something, and I can't tell you what that is because in the past I could say, well, they're not physical enough. They're not challenging enough. But, like, today they had to drag a sled under a net, you know? That looked super difficult. Or maybe some challenges weeded out the physically weaker players too much but every challenge this season's had a puzzle in it they just seem bland because i feel like they're regurgitating the same thing over and over this season the only other thing i wanted to mention was these episodes they make they're too subtle for the general viewer i feel like because when i watch them the second time i notice things that are interesting and cool choices for foreshadowing or just for characterization. Mm-hmm. But they're hard to notice on first viewing. They, I, I, don't, I mean, I don't know how you can solve this in 42 minutes, but it's weird that I have to watch the show twice to come away. Like, when I watched it originally this week, I was really down on it. And I watched it again, and I was like, that's it's an okay, it's not a bad episode, and the ending was good. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't get all the way through it my second time, this week but i i totally agree watching a second time 
gives you so much more insight and so much knowledge because knowing the outcome it's it's not like a movie where that kind of ruins it it's you get to see the I subtleties. I strongly disagree with that statement. <laughs> Just for the record. Oh, you don't think knowing the ending of movies ruins it? I mean, uh, certain movies, we'll say. 95% of the time, no. Okay. I often feel that watching a movie a second time, you realize why it's a good movie. Similar to Survivor, I guess. Okay. Maybe. I don't want to get into the movie. I'm not going to step on the movie podcast. Yeah, this isn't, this isn't the movie half of the podcast. If you want... Great movie insights. Taylor does another half with a guy named Sam. A guy named Sam. I do want to retire a segment right now. Mm-hmm. We're four weeks into the season. We've been doing this for the last two, season and a half, I'd say. Mm-hmm. But the Jeff Probst moment, it's just not cutting it anymore. I think we just got to bring it back when there's an obvious Jeff Probst moment. But sometimes we just fish for moments and they're not there. I am not a fan of the Foo Fighters, so <laughs> I, did. I will say I did not notice what people might choose as their Jeff Probst moment. Apparently there were like seven Foo Fighters references during the challenges in this episode, but not my game. No. I'm... Fun fact, but not my game. Nope. Foo Fighters totally lost on me. I was shocked that that happened. I, I mean, part of me thought, hey, that's kind of funny, but I... I couldn't pick up on it. I also could not tell you a Foo Fighters song. But next time, isn't the we've got lots of stuff. The Best of You, isn't that a Foo Fighters song? I don't care. We've got a cool <laughs> challenge coming. People crawling around without their arms. we got a <laughs> Rourke All-Girls Alliance teased. Uh, perhaps she will go to Tribal for the first time with her new Hustlers tribe. Yeah, the Red tribe. I don't see that working out well for her. And then obviously they talked about Devin and Ashley versus Joe and Desi, but that'll probably be something that happens in the first five minutes of the next episode. So we'll see. What are you looking forward to coming up, whether it was in the scenes from the next episode or not? I want to see a lot of the SoCo tribe and how they get along, which is JP, Ryan, Allie, Chrissy, and Rourke. I think, and you said this and I didn't realize it, that they're not the most physically gifted team so they could lose next week and go to tribal i want to see how their strategy goes down i don't think the all-female alliance is going to work because there's no way on that tribe you get rid of jp even though jp is not a strategist you need some form of muscle when you go into a challenge so i can't wait for jp to be in the final three and for everyone to be like who is this guy and how did he make it to the final three he's just gonna be good yeah He's going to ride some coattails. He's going to sit around. He's going to not make a convincing final tribal argument. We might have a, uh, a Troy Zan moment where he's like, you know what, guys? Good job. Good job. I'm putting yeah, my hands he's up. Not, he's not smart enough for that. <laughs> I can't wait so, till he's on our podcast and you have to talk to him. Oh, God. Who would listen to that? He's not on Twitter or else I would have tried to get him on the podcast already. At least I can't find him on Twitter. Maybe he lives under a pseudonym. I'll, so week four... Ty fell further behind in our fantasy survivor, not only with team members, but also in points. Yep. Because Jessica, Cole, Ben, and Mike were on the tribe that won the reward and immunity, and I had all four of them, and you just had Lauren from that tribe. So in total, neither of us had points on Alan, so that hurt. We are only four for eight on picks so far out of four weeks, and 
I got 14 points total. You got six. It is now Taylor 55, Ty 35. Oh, it sounds so bad. I mean, it is bad. I'm in a tailspin. <laughs> the plane is crashing. We're going right, down. Back up for it. What are your picks this week? All right. These are my picks. Next week, you got to remember, I only saw a split second of scenes from the next episode. So this is purely based on me. I'm going to go four points on Ashley. I don't know if she's going to stick around. I don't think, uh, without going too much, I don't think Devin wants to go with Desi and Joe, but he's going to be forced to if they go to tribal. I got three points on Dr. Mike. I don't know why. I just, Sunday made a good point of him feeling excluded even from his power side of three people in one tribe. I've got two points on Cole, and I've got one lonely point on JP. Medivac? Medivac, I'm going to make it uh, Ben. My medevac is Cole, because I think Jessica is one move away from murdering him. My elimination picks are three points on Cole, three points on Allie, because I feel like she's kind of in a weird spot on that tribe, and two points on Joe, because he's kind of a little too big. He could go at any moment, I feel like. And then I put one point on Ben. Because he might be alone. Who knows? Yeah, sounds good. It's hard It's hard to make picks right after and, and obviously right before tribe swap. So we're going to yeah. do our best to get back on track. But it's kind of a blind shot in the dark. We shall see. We each put points on four people. So could go any direction, I guess. That's it. That's all we got for this week. I'm kind of down on the season so far. Ty's kind of into it. We'll see how things go. For me, I feel like the game never really starts till after the merge. I'm glad we're done with the theme. We can move on from that, hopefully, except that they're still trying to spell out heroes versus healers versus hustlers during the challenges for some reason, even though those are no longer the tribes. Yeah. And yeah. It was a recognizable logo. They got to stick with it. It's not a logo. It's three words, five words. Fine. Bring it up with Jeff Probst when we get him on here. Bring it, Jeff. We're waiting. Jeff, we want you. But yeah, that's all I got. So I'm going to do my little sign off, guys. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe and tell your friends about it. You can find me on Twitter at Tyler B. Commons. And now it's Taylor's turn to talk. (laughs) I'm at Gaines Taylor. Don't bother. We don't want your subscriptions or reviews. How's that? That's a good uh, reverse psychology. I love it. You're so good at that. Just do whatever. That's what I say. Do do whatever you feel like, whether we'll like it or not. You do you. Taylor's feeling edgy tonight, feeling feisty, feeling frisky. I think he's just ready for the game to get started. I'm ready for the game to change. I want the game changers back. Where are they? I, I prefer a throwback to Millennials vs. Gen X. I still think that was mm. one of the best casts that we've had. But that's it. I'm off. I'm signing Plus, off. That's a cast I'm not talking. on the podcast. I'm done. I'm not saying anything. That's it. That's all, right. all you're getting. All right, bye. Bye, everyone. Go home. Foxworthy Podcast.